Welcome to Good Guy Grants Podcast. It's mad decent. And this is the Good Guy Grant Podcast. I'm your host, Grant. Coming up on today's show, I want to talk a little Gary Patterson. I want to talk a little Oakland A's bench coach, Ryan Christensen. And I also want to talk about sports that are going on and a little bit of football. We start off talking about Gary Patterson, who is the head football coach at TCU. Uh, He's been the head football coach for TCU uh, probably for several years, to be honest with you. But I I know it's been give or take. Uh, He started at TCU um, since 2000, so he's been there for about 20 years. Um, He was... Uh, defensive coordinator previously under TCU uh, before he became the head coach in 2000. The reason I want to talk about him is within the last week, Gary Patterson during a practice decided to call one of his players, that is a defensive line uh, player, linebacker, Dylan Jordan. He called him the N-word during practice. Now, it didn't get a lot of uh, publicity uh, they didn't talk about it a lot uh, on the ESPN networks. They didn't uh, kind of cover it enough, in my opinion. Uh, but this is a serious situation uh, in my book, uh, especially with uh, you know the Black Lives Matter movement going along. Uh, we're trying to change this country to where racism is no longer accepted. Uh, this should have been something that racism should have been stopped several years ago and has not. For Gary Patterson, whose record at TCU is 172 and 70, Again, he's been there since 2000 as the head football coach. TCU stands for Texas Christian University. Uh, They play in the Big 12, uh, the Big 12 Conference. A lot of offense, no defense, just a heads up. Uh, Gary Patterson, uh, he's been there for a while. I think that's one of the reasons why TCU doesn't want to fire him over this or even suspend him. Uh, In my opinion, he should be at least suspended for a couple games because of this if not lose his job. Uh, One of the reasons I believe TCU will not fire him is because right now Gary Patterson is making $5.1 million a year. Uh, His contract doesn't run out until 2024. Uh, If they were to actually fire him, you'd be looking at over $15 million in buyout money that TCU doesn't have right now because of COVID-19. There's football programs like Wisconsin came out and said they're going to lose upwards of $100 million this season because of COVID. Uh, Michigan's come out and already said they budgeted for a little bit over $60 million in losses because of COVID, uh, having the non-conference schedule, and uh, as well as other sports. The $100 million that Wisconsin was talking about, that's just their entire sports department budget that they're losing. Uh, same with Michigan. Uh, a team like TCU doesn't bring in as much money as like a Michigan or Wisconsin or Alabama uh, they are in the Big 12, so they they get the Big 12 TV money, which is good. Um, they get a little bit from the Longhorn Network, which is owned by Texas University. Uh, but TCU head coach Gary Patterson in practice called Dylan Jordan the N-word. And it just seems like this hasn't been covered enough, in my opinion. Now, what TCU has basically said to, to, to kind of discipline Gary Patterson is basically tell him just to apologize, which he did this week. Uh, about using that word, and then that's basically it. There is no punishment. There's no suspension. There's been no fines. Uh, ultimately, Gary Patterson is getting let off basically with a slap on the wrist, uh, which is unacceptable in my opinion. Uh, 
I don't care how long you've been with the program. You know, he's been with TCU for over 20 years. Uh, like I said, his record, 172 and 70. Uh, TCU is usually in the top three or four in the Big 12 uh, when it comes to conference standings. Um, they were really good uh, when Andy Dalton was the quarterback. Uh, they haven't really had as much success lately. Uh, Sean Robinson was their quarterback the last couple of years. He's not very good. Uh, but the fact that no network like ESPN, you know, Fox, any kind of those big NBC, nobody's really talking about this Gary Patterson situation. I think it's wrong to use that word and basically call your player that, especially during a time like this when we're all together going through a global pandemic. We're trying to end racism in this country. And for Gary Patterson to say that to a player and get away with it, basically, it's unacceptable, in my opinion. This goes back to the big offseason in college football. There's been a lot of controversy going on in college football. We all know about the uh, Iowa strength and conditioning coach um, with several former Iowa players coming out, basically said they were abused at Iowa, uh, basically called uh, very unprofessional names while in the weight room. Uh, Iowa has suspended that strength and conditioning coach. Uh, they have not fired him yet. Uh, I think also one of the reasons why Iowa has not fired that guy is because we're in the middle of a pandemic and the university is losing money. But the Gary Patterson situation, we have coaches in college football who have gotten fired for less. Uh, Willie Taggart, who was a former coach at Florida State, uh, was fired basically having a bad record, got a, over $15 million dollar buyout Florida State goes and hires uh, former head coach uh, Mike Norvell in this offseason he lost his players because he didn't stand up for the Black Lives Matter movement and a lot of players wanted him fired and he hasn't even coached the game at Florida State ultimately Florida State has kept Mike Norvell um, for now I believe because of the pandemic they're going to keep him as well uh, but with Gary Patterson like I said he his record speaks for itself. He's a good coach in terms of coaching, but in terms of professionalism and a nice guy, I really lost a lot of respect for him. When you call your players the N-word, I think that's very wrong. I don't care how much money you make. You know, salary $5.1 million this year. Uh, he's a 60-year-old, so he's a little bit of an older gentleman. Uh, he's had been coaching since 1982, so he's been around the block. He knows right from wrong, and for him to basically – Call a player the N-word and get away with it is wrong, and it should not be acceptable during this time. And the fact that TCU refuses to even suspend him or fine him is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, TCU came out and basically said that Gary Patterson was trying to teach his players not to use that word, so that's why he said it. I don't believe that whatsoever. I think ultimately Gary Patterson, he is in Texas, which is known as a somewhat of a racist state uh, in the United States. I, I would not be surprised if Gary Patterson's used that word more than once uh, to a player, even former players. Uh, but the fact that it's come out that he called Dylan Jordan, who is a linebacker on TCU, who was expected to start the N-word and got away with it, I think is absolutely ridiculous. Next topic we want to talk about is Oakland A's bench coach, Ryan Christensen. For people that don't know, he's the bench coach on the Oakland A's baseball team in the Major League Baseball. Ryan Christensen the other uh, yesterday threw up the Nazi salute, basically doing that twice during before the game and also during the game. Players tried to convince him to do elbows instead of the Nazi symbol. He refused and threw up a Nazi salute 
symbol again. So he did this twice. Uh, the Oakland A's have not put out a statement yet. Uh, Ryan Christensen, again, he's a bench coach for the Oakland A's. Uh, he's not the head coach. Uh, but the fact that the Oakland A's have not even commented on what's going on with this situation is wrong. Uh, Ryan Christensen came out and he said uh, he's sorry for unintentionally making a, a apparent Nazi salute. Uh, but the fact that you did it more than once shows exactly how you felt. Ryan Christensen, for people who don't know, 46-year-old, used to play outfielder, uh, went to Pepperdine, which is, uh, for educational purposes, a pretty good school. Um, he's been with the Oakland A's uh, organization. He used to play minor league baseball with them for a while. Uh, like I said, uh, he's a right now he's a bench coach uh, for them. Uh, he's kind of bounced around a little bit as a player. He was playing from 1998 to 2003 and then started coaching with the Oakland A's in 2018. Um, the fact that Ryan Christensen, who is a bench coach, can not only do the Nazi salute symbol, not once, but twice and get away with it to me is absolutely wrong. It's immoral. And the fact that all he basically came out and said a statement that it was a mistake that he done when your players are trying to correct you and tell you not to do that. And then you do it anyway. That is wrong. That is a fireable offense. If I or any regular person would do that in their workplace multiple times, they would be fired immediately. So the fact that Ryan Christensen on television threw up the Nazi salute not once but twice and got away with it and basically got a slap on the wrist and was basically just told to come out with a statement and just apologize is absolutely ridiculous. Ryan Christensen should be fired. The Oakland Athletics, who ultimately have a really good scouting department, they find a lot of really good players through the draft and through free agent bargains because they don't make a lot of money because they're not a big organization. They can afford to fire a bench coach and bring a new one in. The fact that they haven't done that is absolutely absurd. And if I'm an Oakland A's fan, I am appalled by this. The Oakland A's are a very good baseball team. They're well coached. They have a really good record. They always seem to find young talent through, especially in pitching. And then when they feel that the pitching, uh, either a starter or reliever, has kind of lost even the slightest touch, the Oakland A's trade him for better prospects. And then they just basically rebuild every year and have a very good season. The Oakland A's are in first place in the American League West with a nine and four record. Uh, they, a lot of people probably don't know a lot of their big time players. Um, one of them is Matt Chapman. He's their third baseman. He's really good. Uh, Chris Davis is their DH. He hits a lot of home runs. Um, you got guys like Matt Olson, uh, Steven Piscotti who gets on base, a lot of uh, doubles type of player. Uh, but Matt Chapman's their, their big time hitter on their team. I really like him. Honestly, I think he's a good player. Uh, they have a lot of young pitchers, especially their starters uh, with Jesus Lazardo uh, is one of them. TJ McFarland, uh, one of the, Frankie Montez is another starter that they have. Uh, Chris Bassett, a lot of these names, Mike Fires, he was a all-star for people that don't know. Uh, for people that don't know these players, it's because they play in Oakland. And not a lot of people follow 
Oakland A's baseball. That's why they're one of the smaller markets. But Billy Bean and the Oakland A's organization, who are usually first class when it comes to being able to develop players and have the right players that fit what they're looking for, for them not to come out and ultimately suspend or even fire Ryan Christensen after he threw up two Nazi salutes on television, that is absolutely absurd. Like I said, if any regular person who was working in a workplace did this and was on TV, they would be fired immediately. So the fact that the Oakland Athletics, who are in first place, have not fired him or even suspended him yet is a joke to baseball. With baseball already struggling as it is to get through their season, they've had over 20 positive COVID tests. They've lost so much in revenue. Like I said in a previous episode, they were losing $73 million a day that when they were not playing as a sport. The ratings in baseball have went down the last seven years. They had to shrink this season to 60 games just to get a season together. And we don't even know if they'll be able to finish. Uh, the Miami Marlins have only played seven games compared to other teams because of all their positive tests. Uh, they're going to have to make up a lot of games to get those 60 games in. Uh, I'm not too sure Major League Baseball is going to be able to get through those 60 games. Me as a baseball fan, I hope they do. Um, I really hope they're able to finish and be able to honestly get through the 60-game season. For people that are not paying attention to baseball, here's your standings. In the American League East, the Yankees are 9-3 and three in first place. The American League Central, the Minnesota Twins, are 10-3, and three, with the Indians right behind them at 8-6. and six. Like I said, the Oakland Athletics are 9-4 and four in the American League West. The Miami Marlins, who have only played seven games compared to other teams that played 14, are in first place in the National League East because they're 6-1. and one. The Cubs are in first place in the National League Central at 10-3. and three. My Reds, 5-8, and eight, not good. They got shellacked by the Indians yesterday. It was not a good outing. The surprise Colorado Rockies are 9-3 and three in baseball, which is surprising because of the fact that where they play, it's not really a pitcher's park in Coors Field. Uh, but it looks like they, they're doing well, and I'm actually surprised by it. But then, you know, anything goes in a 60-game season. But to go back to the Ryan Christensen thing, with this being a 60-game season, and already baseball not looking good because of what happened in the offseason between players and owners, for the Oakland A's to not suspend or ultimately fire Ryan Christensen for what he did is an absolute joke. The fact that Rob Manfred even has a job still after what he's been doing is an absolute joke. He's one of the worst commissioners in sports. He basically did not step in when the players and owners were going back and forth about how much money each one's going to get and how many games they were going to play this season. And Rob Manfred kind of sat off to the side and did nothing. But for Ryan Christensen, like I said, who is a bench coach with the Oakland A's, threw up two Nazi salutes during a game, once before the game and the other during a game. And one of the players tried to get him to stop doing it. And he did it anyway is an absolute joke that not only Major League Baseball has not suspended him, but the Oakland A's as an organization has not suspended him. When is this going to end? It's first Gary Patterson calling it a player an N-word, and now it's the Oakland A's bench coach, Ryan Christensen, throwing up Nazi salutes. 
This is sports. This is not supposed to be happening in the world at all. But what does that say about how far behind the United States is in terms of racism, ridiculous stuff like this that goes on day to day in our country? Things need to change and they need to change now. We all thought having sports back was going to be a great way to kind of get away from politics and everything that's going around. But when you see things like what Gary Patterson, the head coach at TCU, did, and now Ryan Christensen, the bench coach for the Oakland A's, throwing up the Nazi salute twice, it's an absolute joke. For somebody that loves sports like myself, and for a lot of people who love sports, this is something that cannot happen in sports. Uh, The last topic I want to kind of talk about is the football, not only in the NFL, but in college. You're seeing more and more players opt out in college football. Uh, One of the top wide receivers in college football, Rondale Moore, who is going to be a first-round pick, plays at Purdue, uh, just actually opted out of the season, announced he's going to enter the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, He's a really good player, Rondale Moore. Uh, For people that don't know, watch the tape when he went against Ohio State. He did exceptionally well. Uh, Another player who's suffering from COVID right now is Clemson defensive end Xavier Thomas. He was expected to have a big year. Uh, He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Uh, He was supposed to contribute and honestly be a top probably three-round NFL draft pick. He got COVID in the spring. And now because of his COVID, he's actually going to miss most of the season because of the symptoms from COVID-19. But Xavier Thomas is going to miss time. I saw that the wide receiver for Minnesota, um, and his name escapes me as of right now, um, Rashad Bateman there. That's what his name is. He's a uh, first-round prospect out of the University of Minnesota. He has decided to opt out of the college football season and focus on the NFL draft. I know some players have already come out and said that they're playing. I saw Justin Fields, OSU quarterback, has come out and already said he's going to play. Uh, we haven't heard a lot from Trevor Lawrence to see exactly what he's going to play, but I, I assume he's going to play as well. But when you have multiple players, Virginia Tech uh, defensive back actually opted out as well. So he's not going to play. Um, he's going to enter the draft as well. For people that don't know who I'm talking about, Um One of the corners for Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley, who is projected to go in the first round, has opted out and is honestly going to sit out this season for safety measures. These players do not trust what college football and the people that are running it are doing because of the fact that football in general doesn't know what they're doing. And the pros, the NFL players had until this past Thursday to opt out of the season. Over 60 players have opted out of playing this year. How it works in the NFL, for instance, Dante Hightower, who's a linebacker for the Patriots, was scheduled to make $8 million this year because he decided to opt out. Instead of getting $8 million, he's only going to get $250,000. So he's basically sacrificing a lot of money for the safety of himself and his family. Uh, You have players like Andrew Billings, backup defensive tackle for the Browns. He has decided to opt out. He was scheduled to be in the rotation for the defensive line for the Browns. Uh, you see a lot of backup uh, players opting out. Like I said, over 60 players in the NFL have opted out. Um, I thought, honestly, there was going to be a little bit more. Uh, but the fact that 
the NFL gave the players a deadline this early when it's we're still weeks away from the NFL preseason even starting, I think is absolutely ridiculous because of the fact that the NFL doesn't even know exactly what they're doing to get the season going. They have not set up any kind of a bubble like the NBA, the NHL, and the MLS have done, which if you look at the numbers for the NHL, the NBA, and the MLS, they've had zero positive tests in the last month because they are in a bubble. Now with the NFL, they're not going to have a bubble. They're going to be traveling just like what Major League Baseball is doing. Like I said, Major League Baseball has had over 20 positive COVID tests, most of them being with the Marlins, but they've had players on the St. Louis Cardinals who have tested positive. The Phillies have had a couple as well. Uh, But with the NFL basically doing the wait-and-see approach to see exactly what they want to do for this season is absolutely a bad look for the NFL. It's a bad look for college football. The fact that conferences and college football, for instance, the Big Ten is only doing conference games uh, starting at the end of September. Uh, They allowed Notre Dame, for people that don't know, Notre Dame football is independent. They don't have a conference. They allowed Notre Dame to continue a season and join the ACC for just this season because of COVID. Notre Dame was set to lose a lot of money because they weren't going to be able to fill a lot of their games. Now, not only do they get to play in the ACC, but they get a conference championship to boost their schedule, which my opinion is ridiculous because no other independent has done that. But the fact that the NCAA, the NFL have not come out with a plan to basically see exactly how this is going to play out is absolutely ridiculous. The only thing the NFL has done as said the first two weeks of training camp, they will do COVID testing every day for the first two weeks. And then after that, the COVID testing stops. I don't think they're going to get an NFL season in. I will be shocked if they get a college football season in because you can't go up to a 19, 18, 20 year old kid and tell him to basically do your online classes go to practice, go to the games, and then immediately after the game or practice, go back home. You're not going to tell an 18, 19, 20-year-old student to do that. And then with some universities having students on campus, it makes it even more difficult for football players to get through the season as well because all it takes is one college football player to get positive tests for COVID, and then it can spread like wildfires, especially in a contact sport like football to where everybody's touching the ball, everybody's tackling each other, block in, doing whatever they have to do to get their job done. And it's the same with the NFL. The only difference between NFL and college is that the NFL are getting paid for it. That'll wrap up this episode of the Good Guy Grant podcast. Again, I'm your host, Grant. Please like the page on Facebook, follow Good Guy Grant on Twitter, and enjoy the rest of your weekend.